Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. I'm not Gus. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> For how long? I, I honestly, I don't think I've ever been Gus. Holy shit, you've never been Gus? Not not a, not a single day in my life. Are you oh Haley? Oh my god. Yeah, I've been okay. Haley the whole time. The whole time? Yeah, I sort of thought we were on the same page about who we were, but you are apparently not Gus. Yeah, okay. You're... Um, Amelia. Got Amelia it! Amelia Psalm, yeah. also mm-hmm. known as Mills, Ames, yeah. Millsy, I don't know. You can probably find <laughs> some other ones in there. <laughs> I'm almost positive that we talk about in episode also about how you're new and things are different. But I do think it's good up top to be like, you're new. Things are different. This is not Gus. If perhaps you have missed something, dear listener. Sure. (laughs) It's been been a cool minute. You know, they might not. The podcast feeds. Yeah. We're coming back. We're not on hiatus anymore. Hey, welcome back. Hello. Um, Maybe scroll back through that podcast feed and look for that goodbye Gus less than three. You'll never guess what happens. (laughs) (laughs) It'll sort of catch you up on the situation. Um, Normally we start these, we have these intros. We sort of give you the state of the unprepared caster's world and we have something to pitch to you. I have nothing. Well, we have this. We have this. I missed you. I missed this too. And Amelia's here now. (laughs) And I'm here now. I missed you and I'm here now. (laughs) And that's all there is to say about that. Uh, Enjoy the show. Okay, bye. But just kidding. I'll see you in a sec. (laughs) Hello! And welcome back to Unprepared Casters, a TTRPG podcast that runs short-form arcs of individual little stories, one of which we are about to set up for you right now. Like, now, now? Like, now, now. Okay. But the first thing is the who, who the we are in the equation. Uh, My name is Haley Haley Whip Jack. I've been on the show the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Amelia Som. I've been on the show the whole time, too. If you're just now starting, much like if you're just now starting, you should go straight to Arc 10 and you will find that it's always just me. (laughs) It's always been just Amelia in charge. Yeah, I I run this place. I broke into the Patreon. It took a while. I gathered in all of the secrets Mm -hmm. and I changed all the passwords so they had to let me on. Crazy that I'm still here after your coup. (laughs) 
It's crazy that you wanted to stay around, frankly. I just think you're neat. Aw. <laughs> I like that's that's why I keep you around. <laughs> on my podcast. On your podcast, Unprepared Casters. Yes. Uh uh, yeah, gang, Unprepared Casters is gonna be a little bit different. It's different right now. It's gonna change frequently and in new and exciting ways. Honestly, ways that I'm very excited about. Are you excited, Amelia? I mean, I'm oh. in. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm genuinely very excited. I think this is a fun way to sort of transition. Just two guys. Just two guys. Two mics. One podcast. You're one of my favorite um, guys. And a very normal and chill story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we will definitely get into what that's going to be about in just a second, but... First, I do have an icebreaker question to really break the ice between me and Amelia. It gets so awkward between us sometimes. It's so awkward because, you know, you don't really know people very well. (laughs) It's good to have. So for those of you, apparently, who don't know what an icebreaker (laughs) is, so sometimes when you have a group of people like this Uh one where you have several people who might not know things about each other, in order to break the ice of conversation, an icebreaking is a good thing because then everyone falls in the cold waters of social interaction. (laughs) Which is comfortable and good to Which do. Which is a good thing that more of us should experience. And right you know, off the bat. Amelia and I really do need to get in that cold water because we don't know anything about each other. We don't have identical tattoos. We don't. We haven't played many games together. Yeah, me um, and um, Holly. Holly, is it? <laughs> Holly Warp Jark. <laughs> Holly Warp Jark. Holly Warp Jark, what is your icebreaker question? My icebreaker question, and this will it's relevant, but we'll get into it later, is did you, growing up, have a Greek mythology phase? And if so, which god did you most closely identify with? Or in Percy Jackson terms, who is your godly parent? Okay, here's what I will say. Mm-hmm. I did not have a Percy Jackson phase. Mm-hmm. And the sole reason is because my younger brother got really into the Percy Jackson series. And so I was like, okay, well, now I can't do that. <laughs> now it's lame. that's his thing. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. And then I got older and I was like, shit. Because also he was like in it, Percy Jackson and Harry Potter and mm-hmm. I, like he read a lot of series books. So yeah. I was like, I refuse to engage with that. <laughs> so I didn't have a Greek mythology phase in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. Uh, do you, are you familiar with like Allie Carter? She no. wrote the Gallagher Girl series. She's from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Ah. Um, there were these books. I think she wrote this other book. Anyways, it was called like Goddess Boot Camp. Mm. And it was similar to Percy Jackson mm-hmm. in that this girl found out that she was actually a descendant of a goddess. And they sent her to a boot camp <laughs> to learn how to have god powers. Yeah. That's very and Percy Jackson. <laughs> sure. I, I've only, I saw that movie. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. It was. And a lot of choices were made. <laughs> um, I always think it's bold to cast like a 32-year-old woman as a teenager. As a 16-year-old. Wait, no, they were supposed yeah. to be like 12, right? I there, I think they were supposed to be 12 in the books, but I think in the, in the movie, movie they yeah, were like yeah, yeah. 16. No, you're so right. Uh, which, honestly, you don't see that as much these days. It's mm. usually just Gabrielle Union, so... <laughs> but, um, but yeah, yeah. So, oh, and the whole thing with this book is that she was actually, most people were like, you know, back in the day when gods were around people and fucking people all the time. So it was mm-hmm. like, you know, great, 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 great ancestor, that sort of thing. Yeah. But she was uh, Nike, which most people say Nike, but the god is Nike. Yes. Uh, granddaughter. Mm. 
And apparently Nika was like kind of an absent mother, which is wild for the goddess of victory. So like her mom didn't have a good relationship with her mom. Mm -hmm. And so she didn't really know. So she's piecing that together. I don't remember how it ended. I think I got like two books in and then I think I caught up to when the books were being released. And then you just never get back into it. That's how it works when you're a kid. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and I forgot those I forgot those books even existed until like last week I was at a bookstore and I was like, wait a sec. Um, So yeah, so I really liked that. And then I, yeah, that's like the closest I had to uh, a Greek mythology phase. And then Mm -hmm. like occasionally reading things about Greek mythology and stuff. I have a very vivid memory of, um, so when I was a kid, back when Roblox was new, (laughs) right? Stay with me. In the olden days, I love getting on my like old man overalls to talk about the olden (laughs) days of playing Minecraft in browsers (laughs) because and you couldn't save it. Mm -hmm. Is that a new world? I remember. Back oh, yeah, in my it was, day, it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. It was old. I'm like back in my day, we had one kind of wood. Every tree mm-hmm. was one kind of wood. And, and we were be- grateful. <laughs> and we were grateful. It was uphill both ways to the nether. And, but anyways, back to Roblox. Um, I was in some... Well, you know how they have those Roblox... What are they called? Like the servers that are like... Uh, that's just like a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I can't imagine it's changed this much in mm-hmm. the past... 15 or 16 years oh yeah no nothing ever i think it's probably about the same i hope i hope to god they still have the pizza hut simulator <laughs> <laughs> anyway to answer your question about my greek mythology yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was playing in this server that's basically like a hotel spa resort mm-hmm. and this one person in the server was explaining to me that they like believe like they're they're like my religion is genuinely believing all of these things happen oh. and was telling me about uh the story of like saturn eating the baby oh god yeah well spoilers it was a bunch of rocks well the first ones were kids but then the later one was rocks mm-hmm. so whenever i think about having a greek mythology face i think about that one very specific interaction <laughs> on roblox <laughs> like almost 15 years ago yeah does that count yes okay <laughs> cool um follow-up question did you have a Greek mythology phase? <laughs> oh, oh, and which got wait, I've oh, always yeah, yeah, identified yeah, with um uh Artemis because mm-hmm. I like the moon. Mm-hmm. Artemis. Oh, is this moon. is about to get really cute. Are you ready? And then um <laughs> yeah, I also liked Athena because she I always any any character that was like and she's the smart one. I was mm. like, oh my god, same. But yeah, yeah, I like Artemis. I like bows, I like the moon. Those are good a good time yeah okay okay but now now i ask you the question yeah. <laughs> i pretend i didn't ask it and i just asked it now yeah yeah no i've heard it and i'm hearing it again uh no so i didn't read percy jackson i also watched that movie but <laughs> i had a lot of friends who were deep in their percy jackson phase so i sort of had like a second hand percy jackson phase yeah i i went to very conservative christian school mm. so it's not that people weren't into it but it was like very it was like yeah, because you also had to know if people were cool or not. Mm-hmm. That sounds yeah. difficult. It, it was. <laughs> we don't have time to unpack all that. But yeah, I had friends who were really deep in the Greek mythology phases. I had friends that were those kids that were like, this is this is my religion now. It's them. Yeah. Which I think is so charming when children do that. I don't I can't yeah. explain it's so it's children taking their power in a way that is really exciting to me. Yeah. <laughs> um Aww. But I, my best friend um, was really 
uh, into uh, Artemis and the moon. And we were very sun and moon coded, this friend and I. So I uh, was a big Apollo fan to the point where that friend and I got sun and moon tattoos when we were like 19. (gasps) Amazing. Uh, so we have matching little tattoos. So yeah, Apollo's are always been very close to my heart, just because I've always been the the sun one in the sun Aww. and moon dynamics. I'm usually the moon. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I definitely used to think that Apollo was like I would think Artemis, like everything mm. about Artemis. But I would switch the name with Apollo uh. because, like, fifty years ago, NASA was like, you know what. <laughs> You We're know which one's going to the moon? Apollo. <laughs> he's, which is so cute. It's like, oh, he's just going to see his sister. Yes! Ugh, Damn. I love them. Anyway, so I promise us talking about Greek gods is at least somewhat relevant. But more importantly, don't aren't you all in the cold water with us now? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you shivering? guys all say out loud your god mm-hmm. that you identify the most with? Right now. On the bus at work. Three, two, one. <laughs> That's a great one. Wow. I can see that. I wasn't for you. expecting it, but now that you've said it. But now, yeah, like, now yeah. it's clicking. And yeah, I can now see it's that clicking. For you. <laughs> oh, that's such a good choice. Thank you for jumping into the water with us. Mills, you want to talk about what we're doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, gods. Gods. Right? <laughs> Someone's got to kill them. <laughs> if I learn anything from Greek myths. It's just somebody's got to do the okay. hard work. They got to get I need in you there. all. I need you all to to come with me on a journey because take me. Okay, in a very real sense, when you're playing TTRPGs, it's never the player versus the DM. No, um, but in an even realer sense, in this one, it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just want you to think about those Greek myths. Mm-hmm. Think about all the stuff that they do. Think about mm-hmm. all the the shit that happens. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be easier in many cases if someone <laughs> just killed a few of those guys? If somebody just got in there and said, hey, Zeus, I see what you're doing. You Have you considered dying <laughs> immediately? <laughs> um, and Zeus said, okay. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? That's not um, what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's not what's going to happen. It turns out God's, like most things, don't really like getting killed. That's so um, interesting. And <laughs> here on Casters, we want to explore why that is. <laughs> we want to get deep no. in the nitty gritty of why gods want to be alive through yeah. the I, would you call the, I, this always fucks me up do you call it a two player TTRPG or a one player TTRPG it's a two player TTRPG okay. because there are one player TTRPGs that are like alone. journaling once it is literally mm-hmm. just one person yeah in, so in a, this two player TTRPG god killer Created by Connie dun, Chang, dun, dun. friend of the podcast, who you may friend have seen podcast. in our 2023 charity stream. Yeah, and this job. is one that both Haley and I have been following since before <laughs> it even, like, not even like before it came out. I yeah. think Connie Chang was like a TTRPG where one person is a player and one person is a DM, and the killing like, one's a god and one's a god killer. And both Haley and I were like, <laughs> Amelia me the sent fuck up. the initial announcement to me and was like, "You're gonna play a god," and I went, oh, "Okay." <laughs> and we've we followed the developments ever since. Yeah, and we were like, let's play this. And then with our content creator brains, we were like, <laughs> what if what if instead of just playing this casually, we made it a story so other people could come join us on the fun? 
so that everybody else can appreciate this game that we have not played before but are deeply in love with. Yeah. Uh, And also because I had a really fun idea for a connection into the world of unprepared casters. (laughs) You'll never know. You'll You'll never (laughs) see it. You won't pick up on it. It's really pick up on any there's nothing to pick up on. And because this is um, not only its own unique system in the world, a mm-hmm. uh, little spoiler is this is going to be set way, way before everything else that happens in Unprepared Casters. How yes. far before? Don't worry about Lots. it. Lots. Don't, don't be asking those questions. So we don't need many to, before. No. Um, this is a great place to jump in. Um, this system that God Killer is based off of is called Powered by the Apocalypse. So, whereas a lot of games have you throw in D20s, 12s, 10s, 8s, 4s, this one just has D6s. So, um, it is an incredibly narrative focused yes. game. There's a lot of, I would say the rules give a lot of leeway to both the player and the DMs. Very I much would, so. Um, as you guys will probably sense as we're exploring it, as we're figuring out the rules, mm-hmm. um, and as we start rolling dice, um, a lot of the mechanics for this game are incredibly descriptive, which lend themselves to allowing both player and DM the ability to shape the kind of story it tells. Yes, it's lo- it's a lot less of um, make number go down like you're yeah. used to in D&D where it's like you need this specific number, beat this number, uh, yeah. punch each other till numbers go down. It's a lot more powered by the apocalypse is roll to see how well you succeed and you decide what that means. Yeah, it's good. I'm really excited. I really like Powered by the Apocalypse games. And if you're the sort of person who has listened to a bunch of people play TTRPGs and you listen to people play D&D and you're like, that's a lot. And I don't (laughs) want to have to know all those things to play silly make-believe with friends. I think Powered by the Apocalypse systems are a great starting point. And there's a ton. If you learn one uh, Powered by the Apocalypse system, it's really easy to pick up the rest of them because they use the same central mechanics. They just usually tweak them around a little bit. But uh, like... Monster of the Week, Kids on Brooms, Kids on Bikes. That's all powered by the apocalypse. If you're familiar with any of the hoes. And there's more. I don't remember the names <laughs> of a lot of them. Uh, Monster Hearts, Thirsty mm. Sword Lesbians. Yes. More. There, the other ones. <laughs> Thousands, truly. It's really common. Pick one up. Learn it. And you will suddenly know so, so, so many TTRPGs. You are so good at TTRPGs. It's insane. <laughs> Learn every TTRPG with this one hack. Basically. Add 2d6 together. (laughs) Uh, So Powered by the Apocalypse is the base system for God Killer. God Killer, as we've basically already said, is a game in which you kill gods. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Amelia will be playing our God Killer, and I will be playing everybody else. Including Every single other person gods. in the world, <laughs> including the gods. I'm just thinking of that one thing with the all share production of West Side Story. <laughs> like, I will be playing all the parts. Haley will create this beautiful world, and I'm going to stomp around it in giant rubber boots <laughs> and say, Look, I'm making things. <laughs> and I'll go, Yay! To be fair, we are setting this in Malum, which is the uh, part of the big unprepared cast universe that Amelia did make. <laughs> Yeah. That I am now taking, and I'm saying, actually, this is my sandbox, but feel yeah. free to stomp around in your big, big boots. And I have big boots. I am tracking mud everywhere. That's but okay. 
We're having a good time. That's okay. You're going to have to be the one that cleans it up. So. Ah, shit. <laughs> Not, the consequences. Not the consequences of your actions. You will be facing yeah. none of those. I'm Ever. sure. Do we want to talk any more about the setting of Malum? Yeah. So um, what is there to say about Malum? it hasn't already been said oh you're raising your hand no i was gesturing oh, sorry. wildly okay. dramatically the, even the video froze so your hand was just like <laughs> up there for like two seconds and i was like what malum. is there to say about malum that hasn't been said a lot we just told you the name of it so malum is an island nation it's a little archipelago or archipelago depending on your fancy nobody's ever said archipelago i used surely. to say archipelago all the time and then like many words i watched critical role and saw people <laughs> make fun of matt for saying it wrong oh, and then i no! quietly adjusted how i say it no! to be fair i didn't have to say archipelago a lot this is no, one of the words that you read people made fun of matt mercer for saying it wrong i think so probably people anyway <laughs> anyway <laughs> This isn't about Matt. Love you. <laughs> Love you, Matt. Um, but uh, yeah, so it is this island nation that exists as sort of, even to the present day or the future of this world, uh, a nexus for interactions between gods and mortals. Um, the nation was formed, there, or the land was formed when something mysteriously crashed into the ocean creating a huge crater that now makes up most of the land along with some you know mountainous volcanic regions there's a lot of jungle there's a lot of beach there's a lot of tree that's in jungle and mountains and weird <laughs> magical mystical creatures um at this time it is also a land where there there's so many gods here guys so so, 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 so many gods. Yeah, and while the gods exist on this sort of mortal realm along with everybody else, Malum is kind of like a hotspot um, where due to a bunch of geophysical, metamagical reasons, it's just a very good place for gods who are looking to hang out to just kind of <laughs> hang and be powerful. Um, yeah. yeah, I would say... I think that's like most of the vibes. It's pretty, like, it's generally pretty peaceful. Oh, sure. There's not a ridiculous amount of war, just the normal amount. <laughs> just sort of the regular amount of yeah. divine driven warfare. Yeah, I will say that, like, it's not frequent, but mm. it is devastating. Certain. That's why it is, it's not frequent, I would yeah, assume. Yeah, because you just have. I mean, that's what you have. So, like, if you think about, like, what is a god, mm -hmm. um, let's just let's just nail down the nature of divinity right now. Yeah, I'm thinking casters. about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you do have these beings that are incredibly powerful. Their fundamental, like, core of who they are, how they relate to a divine domain is just not at all the mortal experience. So there is no doing things in moderation unless perhaps you are a god of moderation but even then <laughs> you probably get carried away with it so i think and i want to contrast this a bit with how we experience gods in D, &D mm. and how mm -hmm. gods have been explored elsewhere in the podcast is this idea that there's a guy mm -hmm. who is super strong and powerful mm -hmm. and grants wishes <laughs> and will grant your wishes if you follow all of their rules uh -huh. and then also gives you magic powers so <laughs> if you're you nice. can 
do fun things with your friends. Um, and and it's like a very is, is that is that is that a good fair share? Yeah, it's you know I never really thought about how much gods in D and D are just genies. <laughs> yeah, you follow their rules and they give you stuff. But watch yeah. out. Yeah, uh, but watch out. <laughs> Um, and then you're in a warlock pack. Um, <laughs> and I think in this series, it will be less of that dynamic mm-hmm. in some cases. Um, and you will find a lot more gods that exist as kind of a like primordial beings yes. that in some cases are just the personification of a concept. Mm-hmm. And whether or not the god came before the concept or the concept coalesced into what we would call a god, I think is not i don't we don't have time for everything we can't (laughs) justify everything basically gods here are just concentrated power with a few definitions and desires and they're walking around (laughs) yeah and they're walking around and in god killer each god essentially has something i know off the top of my head they have five mechanics of godhood in god killer they have hunger power heart downfall and a curse okay i do think we don't really need to tell the listeners about the curse because i just don't think we'll be dealing with those (laughs) certainly there will never be a time where a god must unleash the curse because that only happens when they uh die yeah and that only happens when they're killed yeah and you know i know i may be seeming a little wishy-washy here right (laughs) what if what if we go through this whole thing and i don't kill a single god what that would be crazy how how would you, how would you respond? Would you still have a good time if what I if think I what would. if we solved these problems with our words? <laughs> I think I would still have a good. There are mechanics for sparing gods as well. When you're oh, confronted yeah. with a god in God Killer, you do not have to immediately attack. You don't to have to murder, murder them. and that's like yeah, just it you is called spare God their Killer. Life. All of the go- it's not that every single god on here is awful and it's a bad time. Um, <laughs> there just are gods walking around and you might want to kill them for various reasons. And when you do kill them, they unleash a curse. All gods have a specific curse related to them and what they are made out of. But when you spare them, I don't remember if it's called a blessing or a boon. Um, they will give that to you instead. But if you ever spare a god... You can never kill them, even if they are directly wronging you. Oh, so you have to be you real can, fucking careful if you spare a god. Yeah, you can bind them with a curse of your own. Yes, you can get real wild with it. Truly. Get jiggy with it. Uh, but that's just the curse. They have four other things. They have hunger, power, heart, and downfall. Uh, hunger, all gods have a specific thing that they need to live need to maintain their power it's not necessarily like a physical thing all the time it's just uh, a concept a thing that they need fulfilled in some way you know gods you don't have to give them gold bars all the time it's like it's also like a primordial motivator Mm -hmm. too and i i would think that it's possible that there are gods who actively seek out And, like, more personified gods who probably actively work toward it, whereas there are other gods who are likely just passively sort of feeding, like, Magnus Archive style. (laughs) Magnus Archives is required listening. (laughs) (laughs) 
super interesting. Yeah. We know we said you could just start with this without having to listen to the rest of Unprepared Casters. You do need to listen to 200 <laughs> half-hour episodes of the of Magnus a, Archives. Of a completed British horror anthology here. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> they have the hunger that they need to satiate, but they also, all gods, wield a specific power, um, something that is unique to them. Power is so broad in God Killer. Most gods are given Much one like word that is their real life power. <laughs> <laughs> and it can mean anything. The example given in the, uh, the it, I wanted to say the DM's guide. That's not what it's called. The game, the text, mm-hmm. the PDF, the book. The book? You're so smart. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the example they give is siphoning as a power, and the DM just gets to decide whatever that means in the moment. As long yeah. as it's something to siphoning, the god can do it. Do they siphon your life? Do they siphon your blood? Do they <laughs> siphon the time left you have on Earth? Do they just suck the air around you so you're suffocating and can't breathe? Maybe. All Maybe. Of it. They can do literally all of it. Their power is siphoning. And if you... Mm, Oh, I was going to say, and like, as another aside, I think, especially with two-player RPGs, it's really, I I think it's easier because you're in constant communication all the time. Mm -hmm. So this is also one of those RPGs where it's on both the player and the DM to not be a dick (laughs) and like communicate because it's, it's a back and forth of both of us have goals that we have with our story Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of like building up it's like sharing like like puzzle pieces like i'm gonna build my thing and then i'm gonna give you the pieces i wasn't using so you can build yours (laughs) and we're going back and forth Mm -hmm. and by the end of it all of these should fit together and we'll have something beautiful that looks exactly like what's on the box and what's on the box we're cool podcast podcast that's my favorite (laughs) i made it just for you thank you we made it together (laughs) what were we talking about i'm gonna tell you the other things god's got oh yeah they got Uh, other stuff they got other stuff they got two more things they have a uh, heart which is like the true form of a god that's it's their true form usually that's the thing you need to get to if you want to get them killed and they also all have a downfall which is their weakness which is uh, the other thing that you're going to want to get to if you want them killed. <laughs> That's that. Those are the things they got. Amazing. Um, I have things, too. You have things? Yeah, because you're... So remember how this game is called God Killer? I thought this game was just called Gods. No, 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 no. This game's called Haley Plays All the Gods. <laughs> Haley Plays All the Gods, and Amelia just ad libs. <laughs> Amelia watches Haley play All the Gods. <laughs> so, Do you have a uh, god killer? I actually, I did come pre I made this god killer ahead of time while oh. we're putting the other one in the oven like a cooking show. <laughs> so we don't have to sit here for a half hour while it bakes. That's so thoughtful of you. Would you I know, like I tried and come prepared. to tell us about your god killer? What do you want to know about my god killer? Um, maybe we just start with sort of like a basic introduction. We'll, we can get into, like, the nitty-gritty what makes them who they are in a little sure. bit. We could start with sort of just, like, 
name and appearance they and blood type and mother's maiden name and i've thought of the social of the, security number yeah lost yeah, four yeah. Digits. yeah yeah and i totally thought about pet. their appearance i have a clear <laughs> crystal clear idea of what arlean draith that's her name looks like um i dare people to try and spell that right on the first time <laughs> Oh wait, people probably it's probably going to be in the description in somewhere, the description. like in an ad an mm-hmm. ad thing. Mm-hmm. Also, we have transcripts for these, don't well, we? Yeah, there's transcripts Eventually. publicly available on the Patreon. Okay, well, don't like cheat, but try and just now before you're look. Oh, unless you're reading the transcripts along. Okay, <laughs> Arlean Dreith. That's their name. Don't wear it out. You can't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. You know what I am, though? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, kill her. <laughs> For those listening at home, Amelia's pointing guns at me. <laughs> you can't prove it? <laughs> Wait, are these also uh, released this video? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Available on the Patreon, not for free. Wow, that's patreon.com slash unpreparedcasters. That's right. Tell me more about our Andreath, if you'd please. Well, they're kind of a nobody. Oh. And I'm not being self-effacing there. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like that's the origin that you chose. For that Arlene is Andreath. the origin. Um, so... Without just reading, I can just read straight from this uh, book, but... <laughs> you it in, um, why don't you? <laughs> I know so many words. Mm-hmm. I know so many synonyms for things. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, there's... um. The crux of the nobody mm-hmm. is this idea that it is a person who sort of happened into their divinity. There's not like, I was wronged by a god and I fell into power. I'm not a demigod. It's not that I believed in the gods so much I become one. It's mm-hmm. just, well, I can do this now. Just I don't know where it came it. from. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of unlocked it, perhaps. Maybe it was there all along. Maybe the real divinity <laughs> or the friends we made along the way. Could be. Um, but whatever it is, it does let me kill gods in a very real sense. <laughs> and nobody else can because Arleandraith is just super unique and special and has long, dark hair with purple tips. <laughs> I would love an appearance description if you have one on hand. I have one. Uh-huh. I thought of it before and now. Yeah. And um, I think Arlan is... So Arlan comes from a small town that I'm sure we will see or talk about at some point mm-hmm. called Silver Point. And um, so I think the way that they dress is fairly plain definitely prioritizing being able to like move and act. Arlan, I wouldn't call her an adventurer. It's Mm. not that she goes out looking for like monsters to slay and things, but I think she's an adventurer in the way um, that people who have spent their entire life in one tiny area, Mm -hmm. just as soon as they get out, want to travel and see as much of the world as they can. Mm -hmm. So... 
Um, very neutral, earth tone, simple shoes. Um, her skin is a medium brown, pretty sun-kissed. I would say that uh, she has like deep dark brown eyes, mm-hmm. like volcanic soil dark. Um, and her hair is similar. It is incredibly curly. It cascades behind her. I think it switches from being in a ponytail and a braid or just sort of out and about. Like, <laughs> I think Arlean is the sort of person whose hair is just kind of covering, like, half of their face at any time. And they, like, can't really see. But she's just kind of like, I mean, this is fine. I will just turn my head. It's just what they're used to at this point. Yeah. And, uh... Just the the sweetest, kindest eyes that you've ever seen. Um, this is someone who has a genuine reverence and love for the world around them and cares so deeply and strongly um, about, I think about anything that currently has their attention. Mm. Not in a combative way, but I think this is just someone, and maybe, and I can't really speak to why Arleyan was chosen, was happened, or may- maybe it was just an accident, and it's kind of a chicken and egg situation, whether they have this outlook because being connected to the divine forces you to really reconcile and engage with the world in a way that most mortals don't, even if you aren't aware that you have that connection, or if it's uh, or if it, it's just independent of that entirely. Maybe that's why they gained divinity in whatever capacity that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, there are several questions that you can answer in character creation. Should I answer those nice. here? I think, yeah, I think we should. I want to find the questions so I can't ask them to you. Okay. But I'm, you know, Birth wandering of around this whole book. Oh, you're so right. Look at you. I haven't pulled right. up. That's why I know. <laughs> I, mem- I memorized so every prepared. single word in this in this book <laughs> and, uh, and the PDF and uh, the page numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, and this casual light work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there are three questions that you must answer when you choose the nobody as your god killer origin. Um, the first of which is, what humble life are you leaving behind? Okay. Can I talk about Nana? I would love for you to talk about okay. Nana. I you guys, I'm so... such a good brainstorming ah. session. <laughs> so sweet. Okay. So I mentioned that Arleyan comes from a very small village called Silver Point. It's just like, I want you to think, it's honestly not dissimilar from the Shire. Now that I think about it, I'm like looking for a reference point. very Shire vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I think more of a wooded area. That was kind of like very plains and like grassy knoll vibes, but like similar to that level of just like camaraderie. It's... It's happy, everyone is having a good time, and that is not by accident. I mentioned that Malum is prone to very devastating wars <laughs> that have never so much as graced the edges of the boundaries of Silver Point, and that is because of Nana. Nana! Nana is a god and a deity. How exactly Nana came to be, the people of Silver Point don't necessarily know. Some say that she was born out of the love that people had for their hometown. Others say that the spirit existed here and people built the town around her. 
She's known as the patron saint of Silver Point, and her hunger... Well, actually, I'll come back to that. Hmm. Her divine charge is to protect the people of this town, and as such, she is bound to the land and the people within it. That doesn't mean that people can't leave Silver Point, and the way that they feed her and they protect her is by going out into the world and collecting memories and sending them to her. So by sharing their memories with Nana, she is able to feed, she's able to enjoy and experience the, the vast cosmos that she would otherwise never get to see, and then as people return home, they can have their memories back in their, her presence and have fond, like, travels. I like to think that um, people will go on a trip mm-hmm. and, like, forget the best parts of the trip. <laughs> so that way, when they come home, they can re-experience it for the first time. Like, I'm just thinking, like, imagine if you've ever had, you know, I always call them, like, a... What are those called? What are the things in the video games, like the checkpoints in video games where you can like save? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, I think it's like those kinds of moments Mm -hmm. in life where you're just having a really good time. Or like if you eat something or I don't know, like I could bottle the way I felt the first time I watched Glass Onion, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and just and you can re-experience that. Like they didn't have movies because it was the olden, olden times. Right. (laughs) Even before the olden times. Even before the olden times. Um. But I think, and I think the people of this town are very aware. This isn't a common thing that every area has. And so I think they're aware of how blessed they are to be able to have that kind of a relationship. So um, to, did you ask a question or did I just start talking? You asked what humble life I I did. And I do just want to say about Nana, you, you don't have to give all of your memories to Nana. It's just sort of like a daily ritual. Yeah. Kind of sending also, one over. Also, Nana doesn't demand the memory. Like, it's no. not, Nana's not like, I'm going <laughs> to stop. But, like, I think it's this understanding that the people have with the place that in order to, it's like paying taxes, mm. but, like in, like, in order to have this protection, if everyone gives a little bit, mm-hmm. no one has to give everything. Yeah. Um, and so that is the sort of place that Arlean is leaving. Um, having and spent more than time than she wanted to, I think, there in the, the days of her youth trying to be protected from the world because there are just gods out there mm-hmm. and it's kind of getting to mutually assured destruction levels. Um, and so I think where we find her is probably maybe like a few years of gallivanting with her bestie um, and just collecting stories to send back home. That is delightful. I love Silver Point. <laughs> I love Silver Point. Silver Point is the best place in this entire goddamn world. <laughs> We've never made a better one. It's so sweet. Yeah. Uh, the second question for the nobody is why did you never fit in? Ooh. That is an interesting one. And Mm -hmm. I definitely saw that question and I was like, that's a hard one to answer. (laughs) And I thought about it and then I forgot to think about it. Um, I think the reason why Arleia never fit in is because they were just always kind of in their own world. Mm. I think um, a lot of the things that other people cared about, she just wasn't as attached to. Like, I, I feel like... 
there was a bit of a pressure and I'm not saying that like every, I feel okay. So there's always a thing where it's like, we just make the fictional worlds like model our world. I'm not saying that like everywhere here was like nuclear family, have two children, get married. Um, but there was kind of this idea that people left for a while, but they would come back that you were just supposed to sort of, you know, figure out how you contribute to the village um, or or how you contribute elsewhere and settle down and at some point have a family. And I think Arlan just always asked why and not in a combative way out of a genuine curiosity. And mm-hmm. I don't think people always interpreted it that way. Yeah. So there's just a lot of inherent questioning that comes from a very natural and good-hearted desire to have more understanding for the world around them that was often interpreted as, I don't think we should be doing it like this, um, which I think kind of, and I, th- I, I think there's a little bit of a balance. Like people knew her, very kind, slightly introverted person mm-hmm. um, who... I think was just like a flower in the wrong kind of soil. Sure. And and so it's that discontent from knowing your identity and who you are, literally because you're sharing your memories with mm-hmm. the place that you grew up, but also feeling like that never quite fit you. Yeah. It's it's the, it's in that way. I don't know if this is... <laughs> you know how um, middle school girls can always tell somebody's mentally ill before they can? Yeah. It's just like, there's... When... It's those groups of people can kind of recognize somebody as like a... Not quite. Like, you... Everything says you should be exactly fitting in here, but something is not quite. Yeah. I think it's a and- that. It is. And Arlene Arlene really lucked out because Arlene does get the Percy Jackson treatment of the, not the reason why. Because I think even if she weren't divine, it would still be like a, I mean, I don't think that makes her why they are the way they are. Mm -hmm. But it is kind of nice to be like, and you're also the most specialist person in the world. Yeah. Like it feels, it doesn't fix the childhood trauma. (laughs) But it's like growing up and getting super hot. And they're like, okay, well, this was nice. Yeah, I guess it was worth it. I don't know. know, I I feel like we could have done without all of that. But um, we're here now, so might as well make the most of it. (laughs) The last question you need to answer for the nobody origin is what are you so desperate to gain? Um, I think more than anything at this stage, it's just understanding, Mm -hmm. knowing why the world is the way it is, having that feeling of being different and wanting to put some kind of a name or a reason behind that. Um, and then, I mean, Arlene cares deeply about the place that she's from and the people she meets wherever she goes. And so I think... She just wants to be able to protect and share. I think I think they want more than anything to bring the version of the world that they see in their mind and that they see glimpses of in this world and do whatever it is they can in their life to make that be the present. Hell yeah. Do you think the gods are going to give that to you? <laughs> I think so. I think I think Arlan is going to interact with gods and mm-hmm. I think 
the ones that are being rude, because some of them are being rude, we've established, mm-hmm. there's war and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and I don't want to spoil anything, but some of them, already in the backstory for making the character, you build <laughs> covenants with gods, mm-hmm. and you have uh, three different, I, I don't know if they have to be different, but I chose different ones, three yeah. different covenants with three different gods, and I'm going to be honest, at least one of them has been kind of not nice. So I think, I think our land will be like, hey, can you stop being mean? And then the god will hopefully say yes, and mm-hmm. if they say no... No way of telling what's going to happen next. <laughs> Could be anything. Really. Could be anything. <laughs> what's this game called? <laughs> um, Godfriender. I thought it was Godfriender. It's yeah. Godfriender. Yeah. Um, other things about the Nobody Origin, there are uh, two different types of triggers. There's a divine trigger and a mortal trigger. Um, a divine trigger is what you need to do to awaken your divinity and a mortal trigger is something that happens to clear all strain. So, like, strain is damage, it's exhaustion wrapped into one. Yeah. Uh, do you just want to explain what your triggers are as a, as a nobody? Yeah, so my divine trigger, when I overcome a dangerous obstacle with nothing but my mortal wits or skills, I awaken my divinity, which I think fits very well for That's, this character. It also just bangs. Um, you get your magic god powers by just being a guy. So that true. Which I'm a guy every day in real life. <laughs> Where are my magic god powers? Um, and then the mortal trigger, which is what clears all strain, which, like Haley said, it, there's not like a health bar or things. No, we're not making number go down. No number go down. Only vibe go down. <laughs> vibe get good. <laughs> um, when you put your own life or limb on the line to help someone dangerous, you clear all strain. Yes. Um, and the thing I, I also really like about this, and if I can talk about, just praise the system itself yes. for a moment. Um one of the things that I really enjoy is when the game mechanics act like actively build in backstory or build mm-hmm. in character building elements. So trying to decide who Arlean was was like a mix between I have this sort of nebulous idea for the vibes and the character and the plot mm-hmm. and then going in and picking an origin and asking those questions, you flesh out things about your character yes. that you might not have otherwise planned. And I just, I always think that's neat because it feels like you're in a little bit of a collaborative build with whoever designed the game. Yeah. And that's just lovely. Yeah. That's, it's very different than the Dungeons and Dragons that yeah. uh, we used to in the past. But I've seen a lot of games that do it like that. I just recently played uh, Die RPG. And it's. I love Die RPG. Yeah. Same I've way. I've only played it twice. Asking. We should talk about that another time because that was <laughs> a fun will. game. We will. It's a good game. You should all play Die RPG. And you should yeah. listen to me play Die RPG on Dead Ghost Productions show hey replay. Yo. Hey, yo. Um, things that. Uh, other things that we really want to set up for our land before we get into the story. Um, we don't necessarily need to get into the covenants now. We can if you would like. Um, or we can just save those to be discovered as we go. I'm sure they won't come up. I don't think they'll come up. But so I think <laughs> it's fine. We just don't need to talk about them. And then the viewers or the listeners and the viewers, because this is video, yes. I keep forgetting. It's we'll okay. never know. Yeah. Just Arlene has covenants, but they probably won't come up at all. Don't yeah. worry about it. Um, Arlene is immune to consequence. That's what Amelia thinks. (laughs) That's. So there's this thing we call manifesting. And I think things are going to go so good for our lion. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Me too. I do want to talk about Arleyan's ego. <laughs> Please. Yeah. So uh, it said your name will be remembered forever. Choose your identity wisely. Yes. Um, <laughs> they have a name, a gender, and flaws. Mm-hmm. Name, Arleyan Drath. Cross that off. Done. Done. <laughs> gender. I did write their gender uh-huh. as, quote, ruin of the hallowed. Hmm. I just thought that would be fun. I don't think that needs to like relate to anything or connect to anything necessarily. No, I'm but sure I was just thinking never, of like fun yeah. little genders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It it does. Um, it, it is very sexy. That's a very sexy yeah. phrase that you've said. It to is me. a very sexy <laughs> phrase. Um, and then for the flaws, uh, just like a generalized hubris. Mm. Like I, I feel like I, I've done a good job at pitching Arleyan yeah. as. Uh, who they are and especially who they think themselves mm-hmm. as. Um, Arlene feels very, and I also put their conviction. I think that conviction can be a strength and a weakness. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Arlene does seek understanding and also believes that things can and should be understandable. Mm-hmm. I think I wouldn't say this is Arlene specifically, but like in the energy of those people who are like, everything should be at an accessible reading level. And I'm like, things that are made for the public should be. Yes. I should not necessarily be able to read an academic paper about the different methods of measuring how far away <laughs> stars are and trying to ac- account for the red light shift mm. of like dust clouds. <laughs> because I don't. No, because the language needed to communicate to those things is very sophisticated and very intricate. And I think Arleyan doesn't like that (laughs) and truly believes that there are straightforward solutions to many of the world's problems. Mm -hmm. And why shouldn't there be? And why shouldn't there be? Why just because they're gods, they think they know everything? Okay. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe if I were just the physical embodiment of a concept i would go around doing whatever i want that doesn't mean i'm right (laughs) and what i'm so i'm supposed to be wrong for that no no No, i don't think so thank you thank you for agreeing with me (laughs) uh that's the ego when we first meet arlean in the story we're about to start you and me everyone else has to wait a week you and me are about to start it (gasps) yeah (laughs) love that for us I also love that for us I'm very excited Um, how many gods has Arlean killed before the story has started (sighs) okay let's see (laughs) going back through the memory banks Uh thinking of backstory thinking of things Mm -hmm. okay so I think yeah I think the answer is zero yeah 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 it's zero it's yeah yeah. so like not so much of a god killer no, just just a guy. <laughs> sort of a dude. <laughs> yeah, right now it's just a person who left their small town is <laughs> what they are. Person who left their small town, um, childhood best friend in hand. Childhood, we'll, we'll we didn't even buddy. talk about We didn't talk about Ezra at all. <laughs> I also do think that we should talk about the... The covenants now that we're here oh you do think? i don't think we should go in depth i think we okay. should say i think i want to do like the covenant what i pay and the mm-hmm. name of the guy i pay okay. it to 
and then um, that's about it. That works for me. Go through your covenants. Okay, cool. And then we'll talk Just about it. Just because they're very fun, and I, I, I want people to like theorize. I want people to have funsies. I with love. It. Talk about your covenants. We'll talk about Ezra. We'll we'll wrap it up. Okay. So the first covenant is a covenant of debt. Um, Arlan owes a life debt to an entity known as the Empty Chalice. Covenant of worship. Arlan actively tithes memories to the patron saint of Silver Point, a.k.a. Nana. Nana. And a covenant of tutelage. Um, for story reasons, I personally believe, and we'll see how this works out in gameplay, <laughs> that Arlan and a, a person we'll call the Raven Queen. Interesting. Are besties. They're not bestie besties, but the Raven Queen is showing our land the ropes on a few things or two. Mm. Interesting. And I think that makes them besties. I think probably everyone in that situation agrees that it's a bestie Equally situation. with the same amount of fervor. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even think Arlean agrees <laughs> as much as I do. But Amelia knows it's a besties I know. And that's what it, me and Ezra know. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Who's Ezra? We've said his name a few times. We've said. Who said? Ezra, Ezra Rowe is Arlean's best friend. Um, they've been friends since they were kids. I mentioned that Arlean didn't really fit in, and I like to think that Ezra kind of didn't either. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, they were just, they've just hit it off, always been there for each other. Um, Arlan is definitely the one who's like, I want to go see the world. And Ezra's <laughs> like, I want to go see it with you. Because, like, what else am I going to do? I'm going to be so bored just, if you leave. Yeah, so they just hang out all of the time, mm-hmm. as good friends do. <laughs> yes. Just friends. Just, yeah. Best friends. Yeah, you're saying that kind of odd. Yeah, they're not best friends no they're best friends i just thought i oh i thought i was picking up on something it's very like i don't know what it would be no they're just good friends i don't know why everyone thinks they're dating i don't know why everybody (laughs) (laughs) they're not they're not they're not it's much weirder than that Uh, it's a lot worse Uh, ezra rowe i probably also full of divinity god killer potential Oh, okay. So remember when I said that Arlean was the specialist little guy in the world? Arlean is the specialist little guy in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Only one. Oh, There's okay. only one god killer. There, there has not been god. a god killer before. Nope. And I, maybe there'll be more. Maybe, maybe. after this, we're going to get a lot more. A whole series of them. I don't think so, though. <laughs> I get the distinct feeling that no, we won't. But really, anything could happen. Anything could happen. Much mm. like Ellie Goulding always says. Is that the same song I'm thinking? <laughs> yeah, it's like anything can happen. That is the song I'm thinking of. I didn't know that was her. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so no magic yeah, so no, for us. No magic. Yeah, I guess no. I guess no magic at all. No. I like to think, and this is something I'm just putting you yeah. on you on the spot here yeah, yeah, in yeah. this podcast. Uh-huh. I like to think that if D D terms, Ezra would have been like one of the first bards, if not the first Aww. bard. <laughs> He'd be such a good little bard. Yeah, but what I don't am, know if that, yeah. 
Yeah, when uh, when Amelia decided that Arlene needed a friend, I said I want to make him a Yaskier type, and Amelia went perfect. <laughs> yep, so done. No notes. That's where we're going with it. Also, Mills, I don't know if you noticed at the very end of the God Killer book is a list of like suggested watchings and readings to get the vibes, and The Witcher is on there. Oh, perfect. So we nailed this actually. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get a good grade in God Killer. Something that is both possible to achieve. <gasps> and Gideon the Ninth. And Gideon the Ninth. Yeah. I love Gideon the Ninth. <laughs> are, if you just want a good list of media to consume. Okay, wait. <laughs> Mad Max no. Fury Road is on here. <laughs> Prometheus is the only installment of the, uh, of the Alien franchise mm-hmm. I've actually seen. Oh, oh interesting. I think oh. multiple Neil Gaiman things on here. Like it's a the mediography appendix is a great place. Have you to watched be. Annihilation? No, it's so I think good. You need to read the book. One of my favorite posts about Annihilation was that uh, Inception went brong, so <laughs> Annihilation could go brong 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 brong. <laughs> The soundtrack fills me with such anxiety in college. I used to just loop it nonstop to work on essays. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's actually, like, one of the more, like, mentally weird things I've done. Like, it just sounds like the concept of evil static. (laughs) Jeezy. And I was like, let's talk about the Italian Renaissance. (laughs) Hey, Mills, you want to know I realized? Hmm. I didn't say the name of this (laughs) story once. Because you were leaving it to the end is a so big surprise. So I was leaving it for the end. That's right. It was an intentional choice for the drama, and it's not in the title of the podcast episode. And you've all seen it already. There yeah, wasn't. This a is just like Arlene's name. They're not going to know. <laughs> no, no one's going to know. How would they know? How would they know? This is not going to be a full-length of prepared casters arc, the usual six to eight episodes. I believe we're going to have three. Yeah. Is where we're at right now. This episode and then three actual story episodes. Unless something goes horrifically wrong. Yeah. If there's not or three, if you're in the future, right. I guess. Maybe maybe what happens, maybe there are a bunch of god killers and then we have to work out all of their story arcs <laughs> one by one. Just me and you. It's we can't crazy ask anyone how else they all help. snuck in there like that. Yeah, uh, when we said things were changing, we just meant every arc is just me and Haley playing god killer. <laughs> <laughs> we just like the game too much. I hope you've all enjoyed god killer. This is not going to be a full-length arc. It's going to be probably three episodes. And if it's not, I don't know what to tell you. Listen to the story and you'll figure out why it's not. Um, You'll know better than we do. Truly. I am calling this, I'm calling it an interlude. I think that's a cute way to say like a shorter story. It's a little interlude. It's not an arc. It's the lyrical song that's 40 seconds long on Mm -hmm. the concept album. That's right. In between (laughs) all of my full-length songs on my album. (laughs) (laughs) this is a little interlude that i am calling tightrope for reasons that may or may not become clear as the story progresses and it doesn't have a number that's the craziest part that's what's really gonna fucking throw people off this is not arc 13 or 14 this is just tightrope welcome to tightrope welcome to unprepared casters colon tightrope tightrope I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Or are uh, you talking to them? I t- you know what? I was talking to them, but I am so excited to have you here in the studio <laughs> with me here. as well. 
Yeah, here at Unprepared Cast, HQ, which is <laughs> HQ, not UCHQ. That's a different show. Yeah, <laughs> which you can find, of course, at Patreon.com/slash Unprepared Casters. Baby, <laughs> Mills, are you ready to play God Killer with me? I'm so ready to play God Killer. Everybody else, I hope you enjoy waiting a week, and I hope you've enjoyed learning about our land. I literally just forgot her last name. Draith. Draith. I was going to say Daith. Arlene oh, so Draith. Uh, and all of the consequence free adventures that they're about to get up to here on Unprepared Casters, colon, Tightrope. I'll see you then. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to episode zero of Unprepared Casters colon Tight, tight rope. rope. The name that I said early on in the episode to introduce <laughs> the title, as we all are aware and heard are many we, times. Are we going to verbally say colon for every single arc? <laughs> I think I did for this one, so we so could we'll, certainly we'll keep find it up. out. <laughs> we'll see if that if that bit sticks. Um, not a usual verbal component this week over on patreon.com slash unprepared casters. Instead, it is myself, Haley Whipjack, and Grace, our character artist, talking Ooh. about art and unprepared casters and how we get the art for the show made. Um, there was also a behind the scenes verbal component posted a couple weeks ago with our editor, Jared, about how the show gets edited. I think that both of those episodes are good and cute. And you should check them out on patreon.com slash unpreparedcasters. I always get the slash timing wrong. <laughs> slash. You'll, you'll get it. You'll get it. I think my cadence is the same every time, but I also notoriously don't know what my own vocal patterns sound like. You've had so many opportunities to study it. Like, you have such a back catalog <laughs> that most people don't. I, yeah, I listen to myself a lot. And every time I'm like, yeah, I've sounded like that the whole time. And everyone else is like, that's a new thing you're doing. So... Yeah, Haley, if, if I wanted to listen to you for UCHQ, also known as UCHQ. <laughs> no! <laughs> it's known as UCHQ. 22, it rhymes. UCHQ 22. Who's on it? Oh, UCHQ 22, which posted just <laughs> last week on Thursday, October 12th, um, is me and my good friends and former roommates, both of them, Pax and Kyle. Uh, as we are just mediocre at a bunch of versions of Wordle, if you would like to witness that. Have you ever played Wordle? No. It's like Wordle, but you try and guess the word horse, except the word horse oh. has been misspelled. Oh! It's Is pretty, that fun? It's fun for me. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I feel like there's only so many ways to misspell horse. You'd be surprised. I I would be. <laughs> you would. Uh, hey, Amelia. Pop quiz. Mm -hmm. I'm Testing ready. you. Yeah. Testing you. I've listened to this podcast before. Yeah. Do you know where you can find unprepared casters on various social media platforms? Yeah, give me a platform. I'll let you know. Yeah. What about Instagram? Uh, unprepared casters. Oh, my God. That's the name of the show. What? Since what? when? <laughs> Pop quiz question two. What about if I'm on Twitter? On Twitter, it's yeah. unprep 
casters. That was a trick question. It's, it's called a trick X. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Fuck! Run it again! Run it again! No! Could I potentially find this show on YouTube? I don't know, but I imagine if you could, it would be at Unprepared Casters. You'd be so right. You're so good at quizzes, except that you didn't know the name of a social media platform. You fool. I quit. I'm done. I, I quit X Twitter. I'm no longer fit to... To not, I was gonna say fit to wear the badge, but I don't have mm -hmm. a badge. I'll get you a badge. I'll get you a badge so you can dramatically throw it to the ground. Thank you so much. <laughs> For um, eight ninety nine Twitter X Blue X Premium, <laughs> whatever it's called now. Is it not blue anymore? I don't. I don't, I don't pay so. that much attention to you're, it. You're so real for that. Oh, I just can't. It's not good for me. Um, if after going through all of our wonderful social social media platforms, our beautiful social meds, um, and you're thinking, I just wish I could wear unprepared casters on my body. The good news is you can by going to unpreparedcasters.com slash shop. Because you'll be shopping. What do you guys have in the shop? Do you have do you have sweatshirts? We do have sweatshirts. Oh, you surely you don't have t-shirts as well. Oh my god. We just got <laughs> holy shit. new thing we're trying. I can't think of other merch items that I know for sure are in your shop. Stickers and mugs Stickers and, and a mugs. poster of Scavendy 3. What more so what could you want you in this world? Yeah. <laughs> Mills, what are your social media handles? Well, you can find me most places at Amelia Psalm, except for X, which is not at Amelia Psalm. <laughs> um, but if you don't wanna, if you're not sure, you can just visit links.ameliasalm.com. Haley, where do people find you? Wow, they can find me many a place. They can find me on TikTok at Whipjack, W-H-I-P Jack. They can find me on X. At, uh, I just realized I have to call it that now. You have to call it. <laughs> you did, did this to yourself. I did this to myself. You did this bit. You could have, we could have just dead named Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me there at Whippedjack, W-H-I-P-P-E-D. Jack, you can also find me there by going to Twibber.com. That is T-W-I-B-B-U-R.com. <laughs> Uh, you can also find me on YouTube. My name over there is Haley Whipjack. Amelia just learned that Twitter.com takes you to you. my... I love how you can see... You just saw me go over here and type it in. Like, you can tell. Like, you can't even see me. Amelia looked disbelieving and then started typing something. Our beautiful audio wizard, Jared, bought me the URL Twitter.com. As a gift. That's amazing. One of the best gifts I've ever received. You know what one of the best gifts I've ever received is? What is it? The lovely patronage of <laughs> the Unprepared Casters $15 and $25 patrons. That's so crazy because I would love to thank all of those patrons with you. Okay. This is so exciting. Are oh you ready? Are I've you never nervous? done this before. I am actually a little nervous. No, you're going to do such a good job. Okay. There's so many. There, there is. Thank you to Azula's Tail, King Smiley, Gandalf3476, Caroline Harden, Mulvin Prime, Strawberry Fox underscore Studio, Remix City, DM Squared. A concerning number of bees. Esker. Sherman Manring. Beardic knowledge. 
Poison Boy, Happy Little Ghost, Nicole, Jade Crown, Also, Also, Dylan, Cal Neville, Enchil, Mage 101, Juan Soto, JT Frazier, Pete Alexander, Fungitor, Chaos, Annie G, Lace Swing Apologist, Cobra 111, Demon Slayer 1, Cam Jasicki, Jack Simonium, South Space, Orb, Steps of the Palace, Luminelli, Hollis, Ellen Stanville, Jordan Richardson, Andy Rowland, Fate Grady, Depresso Espresso, Bucket underscore Master, Landa Litch, Sammy Sam, Daddy Diabetes, Beckles, Marky Boy 15, Zach, Theodore Jam, Mitherwine, Cole, Faye Wild 42, Nick and Marie, The Emprix Mixar, Jennifer Wild, Gandalf the Gay, Doofinus, Fluffy Socks, TJ, The Kind Hammers, Amalia, might be three pixies in a trench coat, Bridget Surdock, Alcyon Hero, Flinius, Jane, Finch, Courtney Danielle, Beetle the Bard, Leaf Caliber, Grimmy, Mandy Azos, Ryan Avey, Bex Rhodes, Ian Strong, Yoshidas, Trace of Silver, Justin Friedberg, Valerie Ann, Rue, Jesse Dubbin, Noah, Tired V, Caroline, Aster, Gus Thebard, number one fan, Nur the Guy, Joey the Dynamo, Martine M.H. Odd Pit Pat. Lucas Guerin. Charlie. Alyssa Bryan. Jenny Waboom. The Time Lord formerly known as Greg. Gabriel the Sorcerer. Rachel Ann. Stefan Odom. Guilty. Silas S. Derek Rogers. Alan Beck. Andromedus Blackshire. Alex Phoenix. Sierra. Rebecca Lawton. Lizard Wizard 23. S.J.G.C. Shindo. Florin Forta. Mary R. Richard. Ollie K. A.J. Downs. Aster. Oliver Neville. A.J. Bissinger. Warren Arctanis. Bomb Ponton Golo. Aiden Sawood. Jake Dara. Cassidy. Ross Minnick. Metarapana. Jack Lionheart. Justin. Dino Queen Jewels. Lady Drew. Ilya Napomnishi. Legos Jedi. Andy. Rachel Goodman. Petal. Zebby Lamb. Sarah Lewis. Tech Remnant. Ian Schwartz. Ryan Meese. Joy Riddo. Tolly. And Abby Greer. Thank you! Thank you! Millsy did a great job! Woo! I said all <laughs> those names. Thank you so much. Thank you! Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.